It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Scott, play better team defense. You are Locked On Magic, your daily podcast on the Orlando Magic, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is December 14th, 2019. My name is Philip Rosson Reich. I'm the expert and site editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com. And of course, follow me on Twitter at R underscore OMD. On today's episode of Locked On Magic, we'll talk all about the Magic's loss to the Houston Rockets and some perhaps concerning, perhaps... Signs that we can ignore, but signs about the defense that deserve some discussing uh, as the Magic get ready to head out on their West Coast road trip. Before we do any of that, though, I do want to remind you all that you can check out all the great podcasts on the Locked On Podcast Network by searching on, on wherever you download podcasts for Locked On and the team you're looking for. Just like this podcast here covering the Orlando Magic with excruciating detail, this podcast covering every single team of the NBA with the same level of care detail that you can only find from a, a local expert who knows their team best. Want the lowdown on the Houston Rockets side of things? Check out Locked On Rockets. Want to prep up for Sunday's game against the New Orleans Pelicans? Check out Locked On Pelicans. There's a Locked On podcast for you, no matter which team you love to cheer for, which team you love to hate, or whatnot. You can find all these great podcasts wherever you download podcasts, the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. James Harden scored 54 points. Uh, I, I think there's really nothing else to say about it. Um, he beat the Magic in almost every way imaginable. He beat the Magic... Uh, with three-pointers off the top. He beat the Magic by driving through the lane in, on double teams, uh, by getting to the basket, by uh, spot-up threes, uh, you know, turnovers, steals. He just put on a really masterful offensive performance. And, um, you know, it, typically when a guy scores 54, you're lamenting, oh, what more could you have done? And, you know, honestly, when a guy gets 54 sometimes, it's because he was just that damn good. Um, you know, I think Evan Fournier's expression uh, at, at halftime was really the, the key one on on the Magic's brought on the Magic's telecast of the game. Uh, Dante Marcatelli asked him about stopping Russell Westbrook, who was playing, who had 21 points as well at the at the time, and uh, and, and stopping James Harden. And you know, Fournier made you know we'll talk about Westbrook here in a minute, but Fournier said, you know, West, we got to get do a better job getting back in uh, in transition and slowing down Westbrook because you know when, when he gets that head of steam and no one's willing to stop him going to the basket, he's got to score. That's what Russell Westbrook does. But the one thing he said, the Magic didn't do. But but when it came to Harden, when it came to thinking about James Harden, he just kind of sighed and said. You know, said an expletive on Fox Sports Florida on on the broadcast, and it was funny watching the the cut where they they tried to cut it out. He he said an excuse. I'm gonna say say it here. He said shit. He's making tough shots. I got to give Evan Fournier a lot of credit. I thought he did play really good defense on James Harden. I thought that he stayed on his left hip. He forced him to go right. He forced him to take some tough runners and take some some floaters early on in the game. But then Harden just decided, okay, I'm not gonna be able to get to the basket. Or efficiently, 
I'm just going to hit step back threes. I'm going to jab step. I'm going to, you know, they were magic. We're overplaying the drive. They were, they're certainly trying to keep him on the three point line. And Harden just said, okay, I will take threes and I will make threes. And he made 10 of them, 10 of 15 from the, from beyond the arc for James Harden. And when Harden's making that kind of shot, it just doesn't really matter what you're doing because he's just, uh, I mean, uh, Steve Clifford pointed this out and, and it is absolutely true. The Rockets were relying solely on Harden's isolations. There were no pick and rolls. There's no opportunity to trap or or try and kind of take Harden out of his rhythm or off, you know, off his game. The Rockets were just playing flat, uh, a flat four, and letting Harden go to work at the top of the key. And from there, of course, he's got both sides of the floor open to him. The Magic's defense is is defending against the drive, and, and I think that's the right thing to do here. There, you know, Evan Fournier showed uh, a lot of discipline avoiding fouls. Harden didn't get to the line at all. But the thing they gave up was that was that step back three, and Harden made a lot of them. So you, you tip your cap off to them because it was just that kind of night where Harden was going to make whatever he threw up at the rim. Yeah, you know, I feel like we won. I mean, we lost against uh, just just him tonight. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, he's, he's the MVP for a reason. Uh, you know, we talked about pregame that, uh, you know, you have to uh, contest shots and just live with the result. Uh, he did not miss in that period. Uh, you know, he's, he's incredible. Give him credit. But, yeah, that's pretty much it. Evan Fournier, usually pretty boisterous, usually pretty, uh, usually able to talk and, and say, you know, some pretty insightful stuff. He's, he's a, you know, he is definitely one of the best, you know, one of the most observant and, and, and open guys on the team. But, Really, there wasn't a whole lot to say about this one. Orlando kept this game close through the first half, though. Houston did not blow this game open, really, until the Magic had to change or tried to change their defensive strategy. It wasn't until Harden got other players involved that the Rockets really started to pull away. Yes, the Magic were were, were hanging around, and, and Harden went on a little scoring splurge. I think he had five points at the end of the, thir- the end of the second quarter that took the lead out to seven or eight at, at the half. And again, it was those mistakes from the Magic that cost them in this game, that, that, that put them down. But by the, by the time the third quarter came around, Orlando had to change its defensive strategy. They couldn't just let Harden take those threes. They started bringing Ken Birch over to try and double and just kind of make him hesitate a little. And Harden was able to work around that. As the Magic tried to push up a little bit more, he was able to get into the paint, able to get to his left hand, which he's a lot more dangerous going left. Uh, and then he was able to find open shooters. He finishes with seven assists. He has three of those assists in the fourth quarter. He scores 18 in the second. In the second quarter, started passing and moving the ball a lot more. And then he was just hunting his three-pointers. Harden was stellar, really on both ends of the floor. They, they tried to hide him on Jonathan Isaac. But Harden was able to get a couple of steals and blocks that just turned into three-pointers for himself. Um, that's uh, just what an efficient score does. Uh, you know, the Magic just could not... Keep pace, and, and and while the Magic had a really strong offensive game, they, they do score 107 points in this game. They do make 15 three-pointers. They get great efforts from Evan Fournier and Aaron Gordon. While the Magic were able to get some strong offensive performances, they don't have nearly the offense to keep up with the Rockets, and the Rockets did a great job. They were dialed in defensively all night. Um, they were switching everything one through five, and they were willing to live with giving up some open threes. So even though the Magic, and especially Evan Fournier, they're making some outside shots to, to kind of keep the, keep themselves afloat. It was never enough. This game was all about three-point shooting at the end of the day. It was all about the ability to make shots, and that's a game that the Magic are, are most likely not going to win. This is a team that needs its defense to step up, and unfortunately, Harden was an unsolvable problem. 
Orlando solved the Russell Westbrook problem. Westbrook finishes with with a, a 23 points, so he only has two in the second quarter in the second half. Orlando, after giving up some big dunks in that first quarter, was it, were able to wall him off and keep him from getting out in transition. Orlando only turned the ball over six times in this game. Seven times in this game, excuse me. So the Magic did plenty to kind of keep themselves afloat. They didn't make a ton of mistakes. But Harden was just so good. And once they brought that trap out, once they started trying to double, that's not something this Magic team does very often. They don't double, especially in the way that they doubled in this game. So Harden was able to warp the Magic defense, and that was able to to rip them apart inside. They were able to work the ball to the corners. Their three-pointers from P.J. Tucker and Ben McLemore. And that was the game. And the Magic just could not keep up offensively with the Houston Rockets juggernaut. The Houston Rockets defeat the Orlando Magic 130-107 to at the Amway Center. Orlando heads out on the road next for a four-game trip that starts in New Orleans on Sunday. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late-season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Like I said, let's run through some final stats for you here. Uh, Evan Fournier, uh, you know, I I know Evan's going to get 50, has got to end up, you know, being the guy with the primary defensive responsibility, giving up 54 points to James Harden, but... I do have to give Evan Fournier a ton of credit. Um, the guy is a competitor. He was extremely disciplined in this game. I thought that he was exceptional defensively, to be honest. Um, I thought that it, you know whatever the Magic's game plan was, he followed it to a T. He stayed on Harden's left hit, on left hip for the most part, forcing him right, and that's why the Magic had a lot of early success on Harden um, because Fournier was really good at kind of staying attached to Harden for the most part. And forcing him into shots. The Magic did a good job kind of using Ken Birch as a lane protector, um, bringing him up to, to force Harden into some floaters or to, to move the ball in tighter quarters or to areas where the Magic could rotate and, and adjust a lot easier. Um, but, you know, Harden was hitting step back after step back. Fournier was guarding against the drive. He was guarding against fouls. He was trying to stay hands off, but within, within distance to, to, to contest. And Harden was just in his own. I mean, Harden might do the same thing tomorrow night and instead of going 10 for 15, he might go 6 for 15 or 5 for 15. Um, or, you know, he's gone games where he'll go 2 for 15 or 1 for 15. And if that would have happened, the Magic would have had a chance to win this game. Magic would have had a real chance to win this game. If, if Harden had shot his kind of three-point average, you know, uh, you know, I would imagine, you know, that's probably, probably 6 for 15. You know, that's 18 points that you lose, and that's, you know, a, a one 12 to 107 margin. I mean, I, I really think that the three-point shooting that Harden had was the difference. But, as I said, the Magic made mistakes themselves. They gave up some possessions they didn't need to give up. Um, you know, when you're just trailing, when you're playing a guy that hot, your margin for error is small, and the Magic just could not make up that margin for error. Fournier, though, as good as he was defensively, was also strong offensively. Led the team with 27 points, 10 for 18 shooting, 6 for 11 from beyond the arc. He was never going to outmatch James Harden for the whole game. Harden's just a better scorer, but Fournier um, 
Fournier certainly delivered the goods for the Magic, as, as he has throughout these last 11 games with Nikola Vucevic out. Um, he was working off the dribble. He was able to break the defense down a little bit despite the uh, the switch, the constant switching. He was able to get into his shots. They, they may not have been the most efficient shots, but he made them, and, and that's that's so critical for this team right now. And, you know, Fournier, I, 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 I can't say enough about Evan Fournier. I thought he really played a, a strong game, and unfortunately was just in a, in a losing effort on a night where there's probably no amount of defense that, you know, unless it's a, an elite, elite guy and... and Jonathan Isaac's not there. Jonathan Isaac did block a step back three, but he is not an elite defender yet. And, and so I think the Magic were, were clearly dismissing that last little bit uh, against a guy like Harden. Aaron Gordon also with a strong game. 21 points, 9 for 15 shooting, 2 for 5 from beyond the arc, 6 rebounds, 4 assists. Really just focused effort from him too. He was able to get to his spots. He posted up a little bit against P.J. Tucker, which I thought was a, a good move by him, even though Tucker's a strong defender. Was able to hit his shots, uh, really just moved into his shots quickly, made quick decisions with the ball, and so this was the kind of Aaron Gordon game you like. Um, he did get his turn on James Harden. Um, I thought that he was okay on him, um, but by the time that Gordon got his turn with Harden, Harden was already cooking, and 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 that's obviously uh, a tough for anyone to defend, even, even the very best defenders. Outside of those two, though, the Magic didn't get a lot of scoring. Terrence Ross with 13 points, 4 for 10 shooting, 2 for 7 from me on the arc. A lot of that coming in the fourth quarter as Orlando was trying to come back. Michael Carter-Williams with 10 points, 3 for 9 shooting, uh, 2 assists for him. Uh, Jonathan Isaac, 10 points, 4 for 7 shooting. You know, Orlando had their big guys, their big guns, uh, you know, and Fournier and Gordon going, um, but obviously the offense just wasn't consistent enough throughout the game. Um, you know, Orlando does have a really strong offensive rating in this game. It's it's a 117 offensive rating. They were able to score a lot of points and, and kind of keep pace and always made a little bit of a push. Houston never really got away from them until that fourth quarter. It was like 15-16. Orlando could always push it down to 12-9 and, and then Harden would come back in or Harden would get going again and, and of course that, that was it. Um, this game was you know, I, I know I'm circling back and back and back to James Harden. This game was all about James Harden. Um, he, he is the difference in this game. The Magic made Harden isolate. They made him be the guy that beat them. He beat them. They, they tried to, to mix things up to get the ball out of his hands a little bit, and he always made the right play. The Rockets always made the right play. They found Ben McLemore for six three-pointers. He was six for seven from me on the arc, 18 points. Uh, Russell Westbrook paced them really well in the first half. And, and so, you know, Orlando had brief moments where their defense looked really strong and they were able to close that gap down, but then Harden would come in and, and just, he, he warped the defense. Uh, and, and that's really the only way I can describe it. And, you know, it, 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 it I, I don't think the Magic's defense was necessarily bad in this game. So what, what I'm about to say is certainly comes with that caveat, but it does make me think a little bit about this defense and about where it is and where it needs to be for this Magic team. And I think that this week has really shown both the strength of this team as, as a defensive unit, but also how much they have to struggle. Orlando shoots 44% for the game overall, 15 for 37 from beyond the arc, 12 of 16 from the foul line. They get 13 offensive rebounds, so they do a good job crashing the glass. Um, they only turn the ball over seven times, so not a lot of mistakes, but the difference really is three-point shooting, as I said. Houston... 55.8% from the floor, 22 of 39 from beyond the arc, tying a uh, or setting an opponent record for three-pointers made in a game for the Orlando Magic. Houston only 12 of 13 from the foul line. James Harden only 6 for 6 from the foul line. So Orlando does a lot of things well. I, I do think that they largely executed their defensive game plan. 
James Harden's just good enough to wreck those plans. The Houston Rockets defeat the Orlando Magic 130-107 to at the Amway Center. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late-season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And like I said, whenever you give up a 50-point game, and whenever you give up 140 points per 100 possessions, as the Magic did, they're their season worst, you do have to ask at least a few questions about the defense. I watched the game back again. I did I did just finish watching it on, on Fox Sports Florida in the, in the midnight replay. And I do think that the Magic's defense wasn't terrible. I do think that the game plan was to let Harden, you know, contest those threes. But they wanted Harden to take those three-pointers. Um, and, and I think Steve Clifford said it really well after the game too, that you know sometimes when a guy goes off like this, it it makes your defense look worse than it actually is. And I would agree with that sentiment. Orlando, after they decided that that what they were doing with Harden wasn't going to work, and they had to they had to do something to get him off the three point line. The Magic did something that they, do, they don't do normally defensively. They broke their defensive rules. They brought Ken Burch essentially to the free throw line as a, as a deterrent going left, especially to, toward the middle, and as a little bit of a trap. And that left kind of Jonathan Isaac on the back line by himself to guard both the corner and the dunker spot. And the Rockets had enough shooting, and certainly Ben McElmore was enough shooting, that the Magic were just scrambling defensively at all times. It, it just it just didn't work. Honestly, I think the Magic were probably better off to to go back to how they were playing before, just guarding Harden one on one and and living with the consequences of his three point shooting. Like Evan said earlier in the show, it was the kind of game where you do your best and you live with the consequences. You could test a shot and live with the consequences. Having said that, the Magic did make some critical mistakes that that left them open, and some of them were effort mistakes. But Orlando again, Orlando's trying hard. The question here is not effort; it's it's execution. And this week was a difficult week. Got Giannis in the Bucks, you got LeBron and AD and the Lakers, and now you got Harden in the Rockets. Three of the best team, three of the very best teams in the league, all back to back. The Magic, you know, Magic fans, I think we're hoping to get one of these three. And how much did this week reveal about the Magic? How much did this week tell us about this team? A, they need Nikola Vucevic. Uh, I think, you know, you'll go look, go back and look at the problem against the Bucks and really the Lakers where they gave up a lot of offensive rebounds. Vucevic locks down the defensive glass. He is a very good rebounder on the defensive glass. Would Vucevic have helped against the Rockets? I'm not sure. I think he would have helped a little bit offensively, giving them a post-up option to try and to try and get the get the offense moving a little bit more consistently. But it's probably not a game that 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 Vooch matters so much. I think he would have mattered against Milwaukee, and I think he would have mattered against the Lakers. 
This game alone dropped the Magic out of the top 10 in defensive rating. You give up 142 points per 100 possessions, you're going to drop out of the top 10. But how much did it reveal about this team? Steve Clifford has often said that for this Magic team to reach its success, to be what it needs to be, it has to be a top 10 defensive team and a top 15 offensive team, top half of the league offensive team. The Magic are far from a top half offensive team. I think they're certainly much better than they were at the beginning of the season, but still prone to long lulls and long lapses. And without Nikola Vucevic, especially, the offense struggles. It's the defense piece that feels like it's assumed, that it's taken for granted. And I I have to ask this question. If you're an elite defensive team, what are you doing against the elite offenses? What are you doing against the very best teams in the league? The Magic were ninth in offensive and defensive rating heading into this into this game, and, and they dropped down to eleventh, I believe, thanks to the loss. Against the Bucks, the Magic held the Bucks below their season average, and really, you could point to the offensive rebounding as a big reason why they ultimately lost that game and dug themselves a hole. But the defense is what kept them in that game. Same goes against the Lakers. Magic held the Lakers below their season average. Except for some early offensive rebounding problems, the defense really kept them in the game until some poor rotation decisions and doubling down on the post, again, doing something the Magic do not usually do, something they probably didn't need to do with their def- with their defensive alignment cost them that game, led to some big threes by the Lakers and cost them that game. The Magic's offense is still the biggest problem for the Magic's defense. But if this Magic team is truly an elite defense, what are the elite defenses doing when Harden gets cooking like this? Are the elite defenses giving up 54 points to anybody? The Magic are a very good defensive team, don't get me wrong. I think Vucevic's imminent return will greatly help the Magic's defense. The Magic are statistically better defensively with Vucevic on the on the floor than than they have been without him so far this season or or these last eleven games for for certain. Vucevic will help this team defensively despite his flaws on that end. But the question still begs: Is this the consistent? strong, defensive team that we know it has to be. And unfortunately, I think that's a fair question to ask. This game was an outlier. Don't get me wrong. This game against the Rockets was an outlier. There are not many players like James Harden. There are no players like James Harden. There's no team that plays like the Rockets do. The Rockets isolated Harden's matchup. They saw how Harden saw how the Magic were playing him. And he chose to take what they gave him. And he took it and took it and took it and took it. And the Magic had no answers. There was no other answer to give. They tried switching the defender. It didn't work. They tried doubling. It was a disaster. As Clifford said, they they did play an A. It you know worked for a little while, then didn't work. They did play in B. It didn't work at all. Then they tried playing C. And that one did not work either. 
And that's something that, you know, you have to kind of leave in the back of your head when it comes to the playoffs. If the Magic are going to make the playoffs, they're going to face these really good players and these really elite teams. And they got to have a plan on how to slow them down. They got to be able to slow them down every single game when the stakes are the highest. And, you know, you go back and look at the playoff series, the Magic were a top defensive team in the regular season. But in the playoffs, Kawhi Leonard and Pascal Siakam had a field day. Magic tried some different things with Kawhi Leonard. I, I think they had some moderate success, especially in the half court, but sometimes it didn't matter. A lot of the times in that series, it didn't matter. But for this year's team, defense is the key to everything. Just like it was last year. And if this Magic team really wants to be an elite defensive team, which they, they kind of have to be, then they have a lot they've got to step up on. They've got a lot they got to step up to to get there. The Magic's defense was fine for the most part against the Rockets. There were slips. The offense certainly didn't help them in a lot of occasions. But the defense was fine. But fine's not good enough. The Magic defensively have to force teams to play the way they want to play. That's the only way this group is going to be successful. And so while I still think the Magic's defense is is very good, I've got to ask, just how good is it really? Just how good is this team's defense? And is it good enough to get the Magic ultimately where they want to go? I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. Of course, follow us on Twitter at Locked on Magic. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, Himalaya, Google Play, Spotify, and all the fun places to download podcasts to your podcast-enabled listening device. You can find me on Twitter at philiprr underscore of course, for the latest on the Orlando Magic. Be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. That's good to do it for me today, though. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. For Orlando Magic Daily and Locked on Magic, this has been Philip Rossman-Reich. I'll see you all again next time for another episode of Locked on Magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.